Welcome to the Mom Village Podcast. We are three multicultural moms sharing our journey through motherhood with the Christ Center Foundation. For information and resources, visit us at our church's website at gofamilychurch.org. Or you can also email us at themomvillage at gofamilychurch.org. And please go over and follow us on Instagram at themomvillagefc. We're glad that you're here and welcome to our village. Hello, ladies, and welcome to Mom Village. This is Discipline Part 3, and we're so excited you're listening. And we're so excited because this is the continuation of this awesome series of Discipline. And we have a lot we want to share with you. So we hope you already listened to Part 1 and Part 2, because what we're going to share today, it's going to be pretty awesome. Right, ladies? Right. So we can start, yes, without introducing ourselves. I'm Gismarie Ramos. And if you heard the previous podcast before, the one that talked, that was Jamie Scroggins saying Gismarie Ramos. (laughs) So that was not me. It was really funny, though. I had to mention it. (laughs) But I'm here with my ladies, Kristen Scroggins. Hi, ladies. And Kira Kelly. Good morning, ladies. And what do we have today, Kristen? So, ladies, as Jesus Marie mentioned earlier, this is discipline part three. Discipline is such a huge topic. We felt like we could not cover it in one or even two parts. So we have a four-part yeah. <laughs> series. So I would encourage you, if you're just hearing this now, if you would go back to parts yeah. one and two. They're kind of foundational. So part one was about how a good theology is really important to have a good strategy and good methods and conversation. And then discipline part two was more about our babies and toddlers and how Mm -hmm. it starts then. And we started to unpack some good practical ways. And so we're going to talk about some of that again today. Mm -hmm. And maybe we'll hit some things with starting to get a little older kids, maybe elementary but yeah. these things are still going to apply to your toddler oh, also. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. don't tune us out if you think, oh, my my <laughs> child's not in first or second grade. It's okay. These are going to apply, but we're starting to take it a little bit further. But one of the things we talked about in the other episodes was the importance of discipline, right? Mm-hmm. And so, Kira, we talked about how we don't say, I love you, but, mm-hmm. but I discipline you. What was the phrase that we encouraged moms to say instead? That I do this because yeah. I love you and I care about you. And I think along with that, one of the things that as we're thinking through moms, why we discipline, we also need to come up with just the thought of what are our goals when mm. we're disciplining. And I have been guilty of this, that sometimes our goals can be controlling our children. Mm. But I think even as moms, as we're establishing discipline in our home, we have to remember what the goal is. And I think we mentioned that in either the first or the second episode, that the goal is not to control our children's behavior, Mm -hmm. but to always point them back to God and to remember that the behavior that they may be displaying, it is a direct consequence of the sin that's in their heart. So I think as moms, as we're thinking through this and not responding immediately, we're being a little more proactive than reactive, really thinking that, you know, discipline is not about control and controlling behavior, Mm -hmm. but it really is about changing the heart and pointing our children back to God. Yeah. That's such an important point, Kira, because 
you know, as parents, sometimes I think we lose sight of it and it's, mm-hmm. we're just trying to get through the day, mm-hmm. especially yeah. if we have more than one child oh, and yes. we have a yeah. strong-willed child and those are real things, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. and we're just trying to survive. And instead we need to remind ourselves through scripture and through fellowship of other believers that this is a God ordained role that we have from the Lord at motherhood and that we are to take this seriously because the scripture says that God disciplines those that he loves, right? God isn't loving us, but disciplining us. He's actually disciplining us out of love. And so Mm -hmm. when we do that, we are showing our children a relationship, how God sees them too. But discipline takes discipline. Oh yeah. (laughs) And let's hang out there for just a second. I mean, you are living in the thick of it now. Oh yeah. Let's, let's just share what happened today. So (laughs) yeah. yeah, yeah, I just saw you coming up the stairwell a couple minutes ago. I was running. So ladies, yes, I was late just to put my heritage of Latina in place. (laughs) I always try to fight against that. I'm like, I'm not going to be late, but yeah, I had a toddler meltdown before coming in to record and I was late and I think you saw me and then you were coming up the stairs and my toddler was just having a fitch and I was just having a well, I, I knew something was going on because you were speaking in Spanish. Oh. <laughs> you know when the Spanish starts it's because it's serious. I'm like this kid needs to hear his his nature language. But yeah, yeah. It was funny because I see Kristen, I see you coming in and you like, you got it? I'm like, yeah, 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 I got it. But then it's just it's putting my mind Like, it's kind of like, let me put it in practice what I'm preaching, you know? And I'm like taking a deep breath and like, I'm doing this because I love you. I'm disciplining this kid because I love him and I don't want him to be a brat. I want him to, you know, to respect authority, to love others, you know? And so, yeah. And, and I was smiling at the same time that I was trying to discipline him because I was laughing and thinking I'm about to talk about discipline and I'm disciplining <laughs> this kid. Yes. I'm like putting it to practice. And he kind of, he was kind of confused. He's like, are you telling me something, but you're smiling. But I'm like, I'm thinking I'm doing this and we're talking about it. And it's, it's just real. Mom. Listen, so we are not hypocritical here. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm like encouraging you, mom, listen, like, don't feel like we're telling you all this and we're like, oh, but you don't get me. Like I'm going through this and that. Oh, we, we do get you. We might sound sweet and calm behind the mic, but we have our battles too. Like I have my, that was one of my four. So the other three, I was trying to contain in the room and trying to play something so they can watch and grab a snack here and there. And I was prepared, but still they're kids, you know, yeah. is their nature and sinful nature. So, right. And so you disciplined yourself to oh, stop yes. what you were doing because mm-hmm. you were already a little bit late. Oh, yeah. And it takes time. Yeah. And it's inconvenient. And yeah. you're thinking I could just slip him a fruit snack here and be done with it and deal <laughs> with it no. later. Yeah. But you took the time. You disciplined yourself to take the time and do yeah. what really mattered. And you know what? Kira and I were find a way to few yeah. extra minutes <laughs> yeah. for that. And most people will be too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that is really important. And I was talking to a young mom yesterday that, you know, we were trying to encourage each other and she had listened to the podcast last time. And she said, I was so convicted because I realized, you know, we talked about the need to be parenting out of the overflow of what God is doing in our heart, how in Deuteronomy 6, it says you love God first, then you teach your children. And she said, I was convicted because I realized I really haven't been spending time in the word. Mm -hmm. And so 
She's a working mom. She's got two young children and she just decided I'm going to make this a priority. So yeah. she's put her That's Bible awesome. in her van. That's awesome. And when she's waiting in car line is when she has her quiet time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's discipline. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. She's not having an hour and a half Bible study. She's no, having yeah. a 10, 15 yeah, minute Bible exactly. study. And that is discipline. Mm-hmm. And her children are going to see, see the her. benefits yeah. of that because she, it's going to start to transform the way yeah. that she parents. And I know that's true because when I'm walking in the spirit, it transforms the way that I parent yeah. because I have the right perspective, Kira. I understand what you were talking about with the right goals of teaching this from parenting. It's not because I'm embarrassed, embarrassed when yeah. my children yeah. act up, mm-hmm. even though sometimes I'm not going to lie, but, <laughs> but I am, but I'm not going to discipline out of that embarrassment or anger or frustration. The goals are to get to this mm-hmm. child's heart. And so it takes discipline from my part to walk in this way. And that, you know, as we're talking about elementary age kids, they're starting to get old enough to see when I am and when I'm not disciplined and they will feed off of that more than what I say to them. They'll they'll feed off of what I do. Well, and then go back to this, like if you get, imagine the day to day when you go out and you do, you run your errands, you do your things, all the things from the world, whatever's happening in your family, whatever's happening at work, I mean, that you get yourself, you know, let's talk about in in terms of negative, like that poisons your life. Imagine how that poisons their life. Because if you're not filtering, you know what I'm saying? All that with the word of God, if you're not feeding yourself with the word of God, I'm telling you that is just going to spread to them unconsciously. I'm not saying we don't do this on purpose, mom. We're telling mm-hmm. you because we're guilty of this. We've done this. And I apply, like you was saying, I apply it to myself. Like this morning, it was a really hectic morning for me. And I didn't have that time to do my little quiet time. And I can feel it. Yeah. The way I react towards them, the way I speak towards them, the way I'm feeling, you know, that I'm feeling tired. And I'm not saying like every day you're going to feel like, oh, I just like like Popeye. Is that like a bad example? No, that's but, You know, of- like the spinach. <laughs> oh, I feel strong. Let's tackle the world, you know. <laughs> but I'm saying like the little bit of like your quiet time. You're telling the body that the spirit is in control. Mm -hmm. And then the spirit takes control, not only of your spirit itself, but actually your mind, your heart, the way you decide, speak, everything, everything. So I think that's why what you're saying, Kristen, is so important because when I was talking to Lucas, I started laughing when I saw you. I felt like it was God reminding me in my heart, like, hey, yes, you're doing this, you're disciplining your kid because you love him, but... Because this is what we're talking about, you know, like we love our kids and no matter what's happening during the day, the day before, right now, you're late, all these things, we can still do it and have joy. Does that sound weird? But we can still do it and have joy because we know even though this kid is, is screaming and having a tantrum, it's for their own good, you know, so. Yeah. And, you know, I think with what we're talking about here, we're building such a foundation with our children Mm -hmm. and. I think when they're little, we are very much, I mean, their entire lives, we're the nurturers and the caregivers. But as we know, Kristen, as our kids get older, if we haven't established a certain environment in our home and a certain relationship, yeah. it's hard to discipline yeah. then because they have, they've closed their ears to hear. So just, you know, as we're talking about the elementary age, you know, we're very much still laying the foundations because when they become preteen and teen and young adult and into those next phases, we want our kids to still be able to hear us Mm -hmm. and to still respect us. 
Okay. So let's talk about that for a second, yeah. actually. How I'm taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> so Kira, such wise advice. What do you do? What's a practical thing that these moms of young children, even elementary school, do me, me, me. to let their children hear them? You know what? I'm thinking back. Well, you know, one of the things, and, and we've said this, that number one, we have to be consistent. Okay. Even when it's not convenient. Hmm. And it's really never convenient. It's never, never convenient. Never. And I was late today. And I think it's never comfortable, yeah. really. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a mom at home or at work or whatever, you know, you really don't want to spend the majority of your day correcting or instructing you know, in our house, I wish it could be lollipops and rainbows all the time, but that's not the reality of what God has called us to. And sometimes, you know, we want it to be a feel good. So we choose not to stop and be inconvenienced because yeah. it doesn't feel good for us or we want our child to like us. Right. And we're not even going to go there right now. No, but no. that's another episode. <laughs> that's a whole other episode. We, we, shall, we shall broach later. <laughs> you, you, know, you know what, Krista? Krista, I'm mixing both of your names, <laughs> Kristen and Kira, please. Choose another letter. <laughs> you just reminded me something that I'm walking through right now because I'm in that stage and I'm learning from you ladies, but the power of me saying no in this season is huge. And I didn't know how powerful would it be. I'm not saying ladies use it as an excuse to not be out and about. I'm saying, (laughs) you know, the fact that I say no has kept me home the times that I know that I need to be home. Yeah. If I have a kid that is struggling in school, if I have a kid that is struggling with an attitude or something's going on and you know what? It's okay to say no to a lot of activities, to a lot of birthday parties, to a lot of gatherings, to a lot of meetings, even things that you're very responsible or you're the ones in charge or whatever. Your family's first. Yeah. So what you're saying basically, Jesma, is discipline takes time. Yeah. And sometimes as we've talked about- And sacrifice. You know, it, yeah, sacrifice. But not in a bad way, in a good no, way. No, not in a good way because I think we all need to, as we're mommying, we are looking for the long haul. This mm-hmm. is not about today. It's not about the feel good for right now. You know, we really are looking to when we begin to launch children at 18. And I know moms, you're probably thinking, well, you know, I'm still changing diapers. Kristen, how mm. quickly does 18 come or so fast. that launching pad? So, fast. so, you know, it's just an encouragement that, you know, moms, all the sacrifice, the times that we will have to inconvenience ourselves. This is really for the long haul. It is. It is. And what you're seeing is You've got to choose as a mom not to minimize this gospel work that is happening, hopefully, in our parenting as we are consistent, as we open up line of communication, even as these kids get a little older. And, you know, being consistent is part of how they hear us. I do want to say, I want to turn something positive because I think sometimes when our kids are toddlers, preschoolers, we feel like all we do is say no to them mm-hmm. or spank or time out or, you know, whatever. And I do want us to talk about here as our kids get a little older, and really we should be doing this with our toddlers and preschoolers too, even before they can understand it. But let's talk for a second about helping our children see the goodness of God in their lives, because I think this is a way that helps our kids to hear us, to hear hard mm-hmm. things that we have mm-hmm. to say when the time is right. So let's talk about that. So Kira, Jisma, 
what do you see maybe that's unique? We've got a lot of kids here, so we don't have time to go through everyone and what we, we see. We do, we do. Uh, give an example of something that you notice in one of your children and how you tie that back to God and His handprint on them. Because our society wants to validate our kids and build them up based on who they are. Mm-hmm. But that seems to be shallow and fleeting. If we can, when these young children's lives begin to t- tell them how valuable they are because of who God sees them to be, that's powerful. And that's, yeah. that's a sticking point for them. You first, Kira. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going over my head just really quickly. We have four kids one girl, three boys. And my last two, bless their hearts. I love them dearly. They probably are. And they will admit this. They are my two strong-willed children. Mm-hmm. My two. Did you hear that too? <laughs> and Kristen, I love that you, you've challenged us to do that because, and I think I shared this example in one of the previous episodes that Miles was my child that liked to write on everything. Mm-hmm. So he's very strong-willed. And when Eric and I really honed in on that for him, we were able to turn that into a positive. And we often, even we say to him now that God has gifted you with this strong spirit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, although we're helping you put some boundaries around it while you're still in our home, mm-hmm. but God is going to use that for his good and his glory and for you to lead others to him. So that trait that honestly, for a very long time in our home, for me as a mom, I did not see it as a positive. He was strong-willed and all I saw was he was disobedient. Mm -hmm. He was not listening. He was not following my directions. Mm -hmm. But as he has grown, we truly do identify that that is a skill that God has placed in him. And now we encourage it and we say, we are so excited about how God is going to use that in you. Malachi is extremely boisterous and loud. Now, people who see him would probably think, okay, no, that's not true. He probably gets along well with my kids. They're allowed to. <laughs> but but we're like, we don't know how God is going to use that voice in mm-hmm. you, but we know he has given you that volume mm-hmm. for a reason. And he's given him a heart that is so sensitive. Yeah. That. Like Malachi will pray down the walls of this church. <laughs> and I'm not saying that because I'm a bragging mom, but Eric and I noticed very early that yeah. he had a strong prayer life. Mm. And we've had like some of his Sunday school teachers and camp counselors, you know, kind of acknowledge it too. And we've had to say to him that voice again, that is really quite loud in our house, yeah. but God is going to use that voice and that gift of yeah. just praying and interceding for people. He's going to use you mightily. Yeah. So even when he is like screaming to the top of his lungs in our house, <laughs> and I think too, it has to do with birth order. He's the youngest and it sometimes gets under my skin, but I realize that that is what God is going to use in him. That's yeah. just one of the things. So I don't discipline or I don't talk to him as much about his <laughs> voice being the loudest over everybody in the house, but well, just, you know, I love can that. I, well, I can share a story. I mean, I don't have you guys life experience, but my husband will laugh when I say this story. So for those that don't know my husband, he's a pastor now, but his childhood, it was very interesting. So he's one of those kids, you know, when you go to school, it says most likely to be not successful. (laughs) He had added, oh yes, he had attitude problems, like bad, bad, bad problems. Like to the point of like having like fights with the mom and everything. I mean, the stories of my husband's childhood is so 
unbelievable that you can't believe he's a pastor now. And that's that's something funny because people that know him now, that know him when he was young, they can't believe he's a pastor <laughs> because he had really, really hardcore discipline issues. And his mom, she read Strong Will by Dobson. Yeah, mm-hmm. And she said that, that helped her a lot. But that's an example of how... God can use no matter the situation you are right now, mom, I'm saying like, even if you have a really good kid, we have that one. Christian Anthony has a great heart. We know God is going to use him in ministry and everything because he's just, he has a great heart. But sometimes we worry him like, is he too good? Is he too nice, too naive? You mm-hmm. know, we want to make sure that he knows how to tackle the world. We have like the strong will, Lila, like yours. <laughs> we know she's going to be a great leader because she's very strong will. But if you use this example of what I've shared by my husband, I'm like, I keep hearing every family gathering all these crazy stories. I'm like, I still can't believe we're talking about the same <laughs> person. But his mom will always tell me that she will pray constantly. Like she will do everything she could in, in her way. You know, she will find people that will help her. She will read books and everything. But the most powerful thing she did was prayer. And she's like, I knew, and I will tell him that God had a bigger purpose with him. Even though this kid, I'm telling you, problem in schools, everything, but he was really smart. That was the yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And now he's a pastor. I mean, he, and he's a great husband <laughs> and a father. You all know him, but don't get discouraged, mom. This is why we're talking about this. Yeah. And so even in your toddler, your preschool, your mm-hmm. your young elementary, your older elementary, you are pointing out these good gifts that God has uniquely given them, that if they will surrender to the Lord, yeah. He is going to use them in a mighty way. And what we like to say, too, is that, you know, God always stays in the game with His people. Mm-hmm. And that's our job as moms. Yeah. Pastor Christian's mom stayed in the game yeah, with him stayed. in the midst of rebellious attitudes, oh. strong will. Yeah. She saw something in him, not because he was so amazing on his own, but because she had right theology. She yeah. knew that the God who made him mm-hmm. made him with a purpose. Yeah. And it's our job as moms. We cannot make them live out that purpose, but we absolutely must make it a priority. To and I'm thankful for to her him. to stay in the game. Of course. Because then now I have a great husband and great father. But if she wouldn't have stayed in the game, you know. I wouldn't have had the family that I have right now. The legacy that we keep bringing to our kids and the teachings and everything wouldn't have happened. So you don't know, mom, that your sacrifice of time, inconvenience and discipline, it's going to actually bring and bear fruit for their lives. Yes. So just a practical way, because sometimes when our children are young, And we have a lot, you are on the move from morning till night. You don't stop. And it's easy for these things that we know are true to get lost in the shuffle because Mm -hmm. we're so busy stomping out fires Mm -hmm. that we forget to be proactive. And so sometimes I would, you know, when I was a young mom, we didn't have phones. So I was going to say, I put it in my phone, but that's a lie. I wrote it down (laughs) on a piece of paper, but I would take my notes, uh sticky notes. I would take my child's name. And I would just write down after they went to bed because they're so cute and innocent and sweet when they've had their jammies on and they've got their lotion on and they've been bathed. And then you can start to remember all the things that God is doing in their life. (laughs) And so I would write them down and I would pray, God, help me to have the eyes to see these things and help me to have the wisdom of when to share this with my child. And sometimes even after disciplining them, that is a great time to share with them mm-hmm. because, you know, what I would say to them is I'm not surprised that you are struggling in this sin because I know 
mom struggles with sin. And the struggle I have with sin points me to my need for God. And then you're starting to begin to to share the gospel with them and you're using their sinful patterns Mm -hmm. as a way to point them to their need for God. It levels them with you and he can... They can, you know, exactly. And so you're you're showing them in the midst. Hey, I'm not surprised by this. God loves you, and He's made you with a purpose. And I'm seeing His goodness in your life. And so let's figure out how to get this under control so that He can that. be who he wants you to be. But writing those things down when you I'm are doing calm that tomorrow, <laughs> and and start pointing even their sinfulness to their need for the gospel, and and talking about how our sinfulness yeah. points to our need for the gospel, and we're humanizing ourselves for them. But so writing those things down, saying to them that this God who made you special, you know, because you're talking about these things is the same God who is powerful enough to save you from your sin. And your younger elementary child isn't going to get it the first time you share the gospel with them. Mm -hmm. That's okay. You're not going to share the gospel with them every time you have to discipline (laughs) them either. (laughs) But you begin to plant those seeds and you're Mm -hmm. using this time. So it also helps to take some of the inflammatory feelings out of discipline because you understand this gospel work that's happening and that it's not a battle between myself and my first grader Mm -hmm. or my fourth grader or fifth grader, it's really me going to battle on their behalf and asking God to do a gospel work in their life. And I think that's really important. So let's talk about this. When they're little, everything is immediate, right? That baby crawls, goes for the light socket. You have to immediately jump up, you know, swat hands, whatever. If they try to run out the street, you say, no, you you don't have time to let things unpack. Mm -hmm. But I noticed, and I want to get y'all's take on it because y'all all have, you know, boys that are a little bit older. I noticed something in my parenting that sometimes as they got a little bit older and they were able to think a little more abstractly, I noticed that if I would wait to have some instruction time with them after maybe we'd done something fun or we had like a quiet time when it was just the two of us, my elementary boys tended to be more open. Yeah. To that mm-hmm. instruction. So, for instance, if my son was hateful to his brother, I'm going to have to shut that down quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't have to unpack the whole scenario mm-hmm. in that moment because when he's angry at his brother, he's not going to be able to receive yeah. my yeah. amazing theological <laughs> discussion that I, shall, yes. that I shall have with him at this moment. He's mad. He's going to be mad. And even if I shut it down to where he stops talking, that is not going to erase his anger. Yeah. yeah. So you shut it down immediately. But what do y'all think about that? So like maybe I'm saying like at bedtime when I'm tucking him in and we've read a book together or yeah. we've talked about the goodness of God in his well, life. Well, I can I can relate really quick to that because okay. when we have friends over <clears throat> and there's an argument or whatever, this happened a couple weeks ago. My son got really, you know, aggravated. And then I did that. I shut him down and I tell him we'll talk later. Mm-hmm. You know, they kept playing and everything. You know, they forget really quickly. But then before bedtime, he actually, he was the one, he's like, hey, what did I do wrong? Mm. He's like, I know I did something. And I explained to him, hey, because this other friend was younger. And I was like, listen, you got to keep in your mind that you don't see it as a big thing, but he's younger. So the level, he sees everything bigger, first of all, you know, Mm babies see everything bigger. Like you see rooms bigger, you know, when you're Mm -hmm, little. mm -hmm. So he sees you twice the size that you are your actions and your expressions, everything is bigger. So obviously they're going to be more frustrated, more afraid. 
And I'm like, you never want to be that person that makes the other person afraid. Mm. Not only because you're hurting their feelings, but it also it portrays you as that person. And then when I, I started explaining to him, you know, a better way to communicate or to handle things, he's like, well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. He said, that's true. I'm taller. Mm-hmm. I can speak louder. He probably saw, and then he see, he told me, he's like, he probably saw me as a monster. Mm-hmm. And I knew he get it. You know, yeah. I'm not trying to tell him, hey, you were a monster. I'm telling no. him that, that that's not the right attitude. Yeah. So, and then it kind of unconsciously is what you just said. Yeah. You know, I was able to explain to him and get him to relay how that person was feeling. And we did what we were saying in the other podcast, thinking of others yeah. instead yeah. of himself. Instead of me going at him and be like, oh, you, you were wrong. You were a monster. You did this and that. I level him to the little kid. Yeah. So he understood and he was able to relate and. Yeah. And so, you know, Kira had a great phrase at the beginning of this podcast, but we want our kids to be able to hear us. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what this, what we're talking about practically right here. So timing is huge. If I'm confronting him in front of all his buddies, or I'm trying to explain to him how his feelings are inappropriate. I may embarrass as well, him, like you said before, yeah, embarrass, him. To embarrass him to shut it down, to let everybody know that I'm the boss. Yeah. I may as well be speaking a foreign language that he's never heard when I'm trying to instruct him because his heart isn't ready to receive it. And when they're in elementary, you're starting, you're really trying to get to the heart of the issue here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they will hear us better if we are in control and we take the time. I also want to just interject, like I think the power of touch is huge, like yeah. positive touch. Yeah. We have a coach, our boys school that talks about that all the time, but just even while you're instructing them that you're hugging them, that yeah. you're patting them. It's that, soothing. That it's yeah. soothing that, mm-hmm. and you're indicating mom loves you. Mom's yeah. on your side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just by the way that you're holding their hand or, you know, going down on your knees. Yeah. Level, getting on yeah, their face level. Face. Yeah. All of that is important and a respect that's important. Yeah. And I think Kristen too, it goes back to, I mean, as we're talking about timing, you know, if they have siblings, mm-hmm. you know, disciplining in front of siblings. Yeah. You know, we want to reiterate that. And I keep going back. I know I have older kids, but even this morning, you know, Eric and I were talking about some things that we needed to talk about with a couple of our kiddos separately. And they were discipline issues, but you know, the teenage kind. Sure. And I said to Eric, I said, okay, well, the timing isn't quite right for that conversation, but I know that God is going to tell me when the timing is right, yeah. or he will lead me to open the conversation when yeah. that child can hear. It wasn't detrimental, but it definitely was an issue that needed to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Not even an hour later, that child said, hey, can we talk? And of course, I'm thinking, I got to get dressed. I got to go to the podcast. <laughs> no. I don't have time for it's this. Inconvenience. <laughs> it was, it yeah. was such an inconvenience. Yeah. But, but this is something that, you know, and I didn't want to deter this person from talking, this child from talking, because when you have teenagers because and I love you. Yeah. And I when they're ready this. to talk, you need to be kind of available. So I did, yeah. I did begin the conversation and say, well, Hey, you know, I'm getting ready to leave for the podcast. And I really want to, you know, give this the time that it mm-hmm. needs. So tell me what you're thinking. So I would just encourage moms that timing is so important and listening and taking that time as we've mm-hmm. already said, but, you know, just really reiterating mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. you know, as we're talking about discipline, the face looks different as your kids are going to get older, yeah. Yeah. but it really is the same. It's about the being intentional. Yeah. It's about being committed to it. And it's about taking that time. Like you yeah, said, and I, and I think you said it before in the other podcast, Kira, like if you say you're going to do it, do it. Yeah. Don't get your calendar and your schedule so busy. Yeah. And then you keep rescheduling, rescheduling, because like Kristen was saying, I mean, they're going to shut down. Yeah. And you won't be able to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. They're so crucial. Now, when they're little, you're probably thinking like, oh, well, he's like, he can barely 
put a sentence together right now. <laughs> well, this is the foundation. That's what we're talking about this. Because if you create a good foundation now, it will be easier when they're older. And you guys are on the other side, so you can say more <laughs> about that. <laughs> I'm still on my sweet stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I feel like there's a million more things that we can talk about, but should we wrap this part up and have them come back for part oh, four? Oh, yes, yes. Ladies, listen, in part four... We'll give you all the steps and all the details. <laughs> I know you get it. You, you sometimes are like, but I don't get it. Yes, there's always foundational things that you got to learn, mom. So this is why it's so important. But part four will cover and give you more one point, two point, three points, <laughs> couple of points so you can fill your, your notebook. I'm going to read it over and over. But thank you for listening. This has been part three. And we're going to sign up. Let, no, sign off. Mm-hmm. Sign yeah. off. Yes. Yeah. Well, you can sign up. Please go <laughs> sign up. But we're going to sign off. And we'll see you on part four. Ready, ladies? One, two, three. Bye. Bye.